The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the revolution. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Parts of this are going to sound completely ridiculous. The time has come. The time is now. I stumbled into a land of freaks. <laughs> but I like it! We are the voice of the outdoors. For years I've been listening to you and you almost put me in a straitjacket. The revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Conservation. Hey, hey! We plant food plots. Soybeans. Clover. Create water sources. You hear us, punk? Forbes. We're land managers. OG wildlife stewards, baby. We love big bucks. Hey, everybody. This is Terry Drury with Drury Outdoors. I would love for everyone to listen to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Bunny is the original OG wildlife steward. That's right. (laughs) Damn straight. Darn right. (laughs) All right, so... All right, we're talking Habitat for Hunters on this week's show. All things conservation, the man himself, who's joining us, two-part, kick things off. Hey, kicking it off is old Terry Drury. That's right, he's the co-host, sorry folks. Uh, Bo Madness and Drury's 13, both seen on Outdoor Channel. You can pick up uh, previous seasons and episodes with my Outdoor TV app, but all new seasons will be kicking off uh, in July on Outdoor Channel. Plus, that includes uh, Critical Mass. Following him, because we're going to do a doubleheader with him, uh, is going to be David Morris. That's right, He has. Uh, he's a co-host on uh, Techamondi. Wildlife Nation. No, it's Whitetail Nation. Whatever. Uh, Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. What did I say? I Wildlife wild Nation. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's Tecamonte, and it's on Outdoor Channel. Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Finally, we're going to wrap things up with Carly Julian. This is so exciting, folks. She's a contestant on The Brigade, premiering on Outdoor Channel April 22nd, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You got to watch it. That's right. 750-mile race, 28 days, $500,000 is waiting. Is in the pot. Yeah, we would never make it. Uh, Mrs. Bunny, you aren't sticking around again. Again. I won't be here, boys. This so is a good time. Miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> right, it's like mom's way the kids will play. <laughs> All right, so let's get to Terry Jury. It is brought to you by Horizon Firearms. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air. We're talking Habitat for Hunters this week. Now, here's a two-part interview with Terry Drury, co-host of Bow Madness and Drury's 13, both seen on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Horizon Firearms, the official rifle of the Revolution with Jim and Trav. See them online today at horizonfirearms.com. Here's part one. Bunny, you got to throw your, your hat in the ring yeah. to uh, compete on Critical Mass next season. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome. That would be like Jimbo and I competing in the brigade. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Terry Jury is just now joining us again. He's the co-host. Bo Maddis, Jury's 13, both seen on Outdoor Channel, and they will be returning in July. Yeah, plus Critical Mass will as well. All right, so welcome back to the show, Mr. Terry. But it's really neat how Jury Outdoors, you guys have created this conservation movement, especially in the White Hill world. you spearheaded this Yeah, your land management expertise and practices are being followed by thousands, but this spring has just been nuts. It's been super cold, tremendously wet, and those practices that we would normally implement uh, in late March and early April have been delayed due to this crazy weather. Are you guys feeling the effects? The answer to your question is absolutely. It has certainly delayed a few things. You know, normally this time of the year, 
we've got our soil samples taken and we're checking pH to see how much lime we need to add. And, uh, you know, and you start thinking about fertilizers and incorporating them into our food plots and all that type of thing. Even the burning operation, usually we're out burning some native grasses and warm seasons and trying to promote that new spring growth for turkeys and what have you and trying to thicken up the edges uh, along the roadways and all that type of stuff. And it has delayed us several weeks. This one was a little bit, maybe a little more brutal than most. You know, it didn't seem like it stayed cold too terribly long, but it stayed extremely wet. You know, it was wetter than normal. So I'm praying to God that we'll get a little bit of moisture come July and August when we need it. But normally when you get this much moisture as what we've had here in the Midwest this early, uh, you're almost guaranteed that you're going to be short some moisture down the road when you need it, when your corn and beans and, and clover and whatever it might be that you've planted, uh, you're going to be waiting on some moisture. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully we'll have a normal year of rainfall and be able to get the crops that we need. But we've been extremely busy just getting prepared, and now we're into overdrive because we finally have gotten some warmer temperatures and a little bit of sunshine. All right, so we're hanging out, talking with Mr. Terry Jury, the co-host, Bo Madison, Jury's 13, both seen on Outdoor Channel, and they will be returning in July. Plus, you can pick up previous seasons and episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. Also, make sure you watch Critical Mass with Matt and Taylor Jury. Uh, it'll be returning in July as well. Now, it's amazing. I'm kind of like addicted. I hop on YouTube, watch DoD TV all the time. There's one episode in particular, Mr. Terry, where you converted 240 acres into this wildlife sanctuary. It was really neat. But the fun part about it was a lot of your open spaces, your field, big expanses where you went in there and you created like blocking crops and safety zones for deer. It also helps keep nosy neighbors out. That was something that you don't traditionally see a lot of people do, but it was a point that you were stressing. It truly is a necessity to give those animals, the wildlife in that area, structure and security. You know, it's astute of you to, to have watched that and picked all that up. And that's exactly what we did on that 248 acres. It literally is a, uh, a haven for wildlife right now. And the first time I set foot on it, I, I got to this point where you could overlook this big bottom. And my inclination was that the bottom was just too big. It was too big for a daylight walker. You know, when you want whitetails to walk in a certain area during daylight, to me, they were going to skirt this area at all costs. So how do you change that? Well, I said, okay, we need to put something in here that gives them cover from one side of the bottom to the other. And that's exactly what we did on one end of it. We've got on the north end, we've got kind of a border of standing corn with some clover in the middle of it. Then on the south end, We've got maybe 20 acres of standing corn with biologic. We created an ins an outside corner on the uh, the corn itself, and that's exactly where we put our muddy bull blind on top of an omega lift trailer. And uh, I left it down when we planted it, and then as the corn came up, well, then we went ahead and, and raised that blind, but right on that outside corner, and we created a safe haven for them to get from one side to the other. And as a matter of fact, that corn, the remnants of it are still standing, and my farm manager went and listened for turkeys there yesterday morning or this morning. I oh, talked wow. to him this morning and he heard 16 or 17 different wow. birds <laughs> and not all of them were on the property, but the majority of them were. He heard maybe four or five of them that were just tipped off the property there. But it not only creates a habitat for whitetails, but, uh, you know, rabbits, squirrels, turkeys, pheasants quail, whatever, it's uh, when you provide a food source and you let it stand like that, it's just, it's amazing the difference. I think last year we found four or five sheds 
this year he found 16 or 17 sheds on this 248-acre parcel. Holy cow. And it just has turned into a, uh, a mecca for, uh, you know, as far as habitat is concerned for all animals. Yeah. Now, the thing is, you were talking earlier about uh, if you plant corn year after year, you have to go a little heavier on the nitrogen. You know, the old timers, when they planted fields, they planted other plants that put nitrogen back in the soil. Do you do that? Well, typically you would rotate crops so that you would plant soybeans one year and then corn the next. And we do that in a lot of areas, but there are certain areas that we do want that, that height, that cover, you know, 10, 11 foot standing corn so that we can slip in and out of a particular area to get to and from a blind or to block visibility from a well-traveled road or something like that. I know a lot of guys don't like putting food out near the road, yeah. but oftentimes that's the first place the coons will go and, and strip it clean. <laughs> and uh, so that corn is usually a pretty good blocker because it'll stand you know, throughout the winter months when you get that heavy snow and heavy ice and all that stuff where some of the warm season grasses and native grasses will lay over when you get that, that ice and snow. Uh, but we like to, on internally, you know, I'll put a spot where I may go corn back to back to back. And yes, in those areas, we'll, we'll really load it up heavy with nitrogen. But for the most part, we try and rotate like everybody else does. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are getting out. And as you mentioned, you know, going to be planting food plots soon. Uh, you guys have been using stuff from RTP Outdoors, and they make implements. I saw you were using uh, the Genesis 5. They also make a Genesis 3, which is a three-foot planter that you can actually pull behind a side-by-side. And I saw that uh, Mr. Mark, he was using the Groundbreaker 3. Exactly what is RTP Outdoors, and how can they implement the practices we want to do on our land? Well, fortunately, these guys are, are local in the St. Louis area. They're located in Fenton, Missouri, which is just kind of really right outside of the suburbs here of St. Louis. And they have really been an eye-opener as far as, you know, that guy that wants to be the weekend warrior and plant a half acre, an acre, five acres, three acres. You know, they've got something for everyone when it comes to these these smaller implements, and they've got the stuff for the bigger tractors as well. I had a Genesis 8 last year. Oh, wow. And uh, I think Mark's got a, a Groundbreaker 8 this year, and I'm gonna, I think I've got a Groundbreaker 5 that's coming, or 6. So they've got all the variable widths. So no matter what kind of uh, tool that you have, whether it's a you know 150-horse tractor or whether it's a 20-horse a tractor, they've got an implement that works. And these groundbreakers are, are crazy. They're so ridiculous in how they prepare the soil and get it tore up. And then literally it looks like a lettuce patch when you get done with it. And it's one pass. It's an all-inclusive tool that drops the seed and it makes it look like a lettuce bed when it's done. The Genesis is more of a drill, much like uh, you would use a bean drill, but you can plant all of your finer seeds, and uh, we're just proud to be tugging it around on the farms. You bet. Hey, Terry, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? Absolutely. Good, good. Hey, we've got Terry Drury. He's coming back. He's the co-host of Bo Madness and Drury 13. That's right. It'll be returning in July on Outdoor Channel. Plus, you can pick up previous seasons and episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. Also, make sure you watch for Critical Mass. It will be coming back in July as well to Outdoor Channel. But this has been brought to you by Horizon Firearms, the official rifle of the revolution with Jim and Trav. Hop online, check them out at HorizonFirearms.com. Part 2 with David Morris. No, Terry Drury. No, David Morris. (laughs) Terry Drury, he's coming up next. Part 2 with the godfather of conservation, Terry Drury, co-host of Bow Madness and Drury's 13 on Outdoor Channel, will get underway after this word from our partners. 
Wherever you go this summer, take My Outdoor TV with you. Right now, save 20% on an annual subscription. But this offer won't last forever. Use promo code SUMMER20. My Outdoor TV. Deer stopper, bull bumper, donkey knocker, elk crusher, brush guard, cow pusher. No matter what you call it, make sure it's a ranch hand legend grill guard. The leader for over 30 years in front end protection for trucks and SUVs. Visit ranchhand.com to see which ranch hand grill guards, bumpers, and running steps fit your Ford, Ram, Chevy, GMC, or Toyota. Ranch hand, built in America, built by our hands, built to take a hit. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air. Comments, suggestions, and feedback always welcome. Where? At JimandTrav.com. Now, let's get back to Terry Drury, co-host of Bow Madness and Drury's 13, both seen on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Ranch Hand, built to take a hit. View Ranch Hand truck accessories online at RanchHand.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking Habitat for Hunters, and we just uh, finished part one with old Terry Drury. He is the co-host of Bo Badness and Drury's 13. That's right. They will be coming back all new episodes in July to Outdoor Channel as well as Critical Mass. All right, now, Mr. Terry, you kind of alluded to this in the first part, but when we're working on a property, and let's say we're following all the steps, we're doing soil samples, we're rotating our crops, at what point in time in the process... How many years out do you think we can start to see a return on our investment? If there's already deer in the area, you know, we're trying to build up a substantial herd. We're taking deer at a certain age. We're following basically you guys as the jury's roadmap to success. When do you think that critical moment comes when we start to see a return on that investment? Well, you know, it gets back kind of to that 248-acre piece that we were talking about. That first year, we found four or five sheds. This year, we found 16 or 17 sheds by just leaving uh, some food. And I think year two is good. You know, we saw what we wanted to see in year one, and that was about what we expected. We were pleasantly surprised in year two. I'm looking extremely forward to year three on this particular piece because, you know, a lot of these bucks that were two and a half, three and a half, and even four and five-year-olds that are going to be returning, I'm excited about the potential for antler development and body weights and even the birthing process for does and fawns and those button bucks that will grow up there and now feel comfortable eating there and bedding there. So you kind of create this little mecca or habitat for whitetails that's just, I don't know that you can put a, a price tag on it, but we get excited about year three. Year two, you usually start seeing the results. Year three, pretty good chance you'll bop a really, really nice deer by year three because, you know, there is no, uh, you know, better information than that, you know, current information. And we like to say that MRI is is worth volumes or speaks volumes in the fact that you can kind of study where they're bedding, where they're feeding, how they go through an area, what winds you can access on, what winds you can hunt it on, and so on and so forth. So it's a learning process or a learning curve. And we get pretty doggone acclimated by year three, and we get uh, very, very productive by year three. All right, so we're hanging out talk with Mr. Terry Jury, the co-host, Bo Madness and Jury's 13, both seen on Outdoor Channel, and they will be returning in July, plus Critical Mass. You have to stay tuned and watch it. One thing I want to dive into real quick, is buck to doe ratios because i mean when you're talking about managing a chunk of ground in for wildlife you can't just have your hand in one aspect creating water sources you know uh, timber stand improvement food plots those are all great but you also have to be particular about age structure what you take out 
as you know, you guys run so many trail cameras. I love it. You guys are like mad scientists when it comes to your animals. You know everything about them and their movement. What kind of buck to doe ratio do you like to see on your property? And that is that a management tool that you guys often use? It is, and I, I don't know too many in the country that have killed more does than we do, and we're we're certainly assertive and very aggressive about it, just trying to get that buck-to-doe ratio down. You know, optimum, they're born at a one-to-one rate, and you'd love to have a one-to-one ratio, but it's really not practical. So we try to continue harvesting does, you know, with regularity and consistency, trying to get to a three-to-one, a four-to-one, you know, somewhere in that ballpark, where when you go to rattling, you go to calling, all of those other tools can become effective and you've got them in your pack. Uh, but whenever the buck to doe ratio or doe to buck ratio is 20 to one or 10 to one, oh, wow. it just doesn't have the same effect. So we're, we're very assertive trying to keep those doe numbers in check. And really it's mouths at the table as well. You know, late season when you've got standing crops, whether it be biologic products or corn and beans, if you've got too many deer at the table, you know, it has an adverse effect because deer are very, very sensitive when it comes to stress. And we get too many of them collected in one spot. Uh, all of a sudden, it has an adverse effect on the antler development and on body weight. So keeping those numbers down is extremely important. But I enjoy shooting them. To me, it's a real challenge and a chess match every time you go out there and you, you want to shoot an alpha doe. It's, it's not easy. And a lot of times if a doe has, let's say, for example, has a pair of button bucks on her, you know, where it may be, you know, twin buttons or something. If you harvest the doe, those buttons will not leave that particular parcel. But once uh, mama gets to age and she kicks them off, once they go through that period where she ends up kicking them off, they may go seven miles, 10 miles, 20 miles. Oh, wow. So, you know, harvesting a mature doe that's carrying a button buck fawn uh, and you kind of control your button buck dispersal, uh, we're, we're very in tune with that as well. All right, Mr. Terry Jury, he's the co-host, Bo Mattis and Jury's 13, both on Outdoor Channel. All new uh, season is coming out in July, plus Critical Mass. You have to watch that as well. Now, let's talk about this. You guys are celebrating 30 years in the outdoors, and you're actually giving away the farm. Not just a saying. Literally. You are giving away a farm. Now, tell us about this. Where is it at? How do we enter? Do we download the DeerCast app and enter through there? Kind of fill us in, buddy. Yes, you absolutely. And I encourage everyone because right now it's still free. And I, again, I encourage everyone highly to go on there and download it. But it's a 60-acre parcel in northern, northern Missouri that Mark and I went and looked at several different pieces of property. This was one that caught our eye and we wanted to put our thumbprint on it. So we went in there, we scouted it out, we picked these spots for where we wanted the food plots. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we got stands hung in different locations to make sure that we could play the wind direction, we could play access right. Um, and matter of fact, my farm manager that I was just talking about in your last segment was out there yesterday. They went out yesterday and worked on some fences, took some soil samples of our food plots. We're going to make sure those are up to snuff, get get if it needs lime, we're going to apply that, getting all the fertilizers on it. So well, this is a work in progress for us as well. We've got cameras on it. Uh, and we want to continue babysitting it before we give it away. But it's a 60-acre parcel in, in a slice of heaven there in North Missouri that uh, you'll be able to harvest deer, turkeys, and so on and so forth. It's got a couple of really, really nice farm ponds on one particularly uh, that looks uh, really enlightening to me because I want to throw a, a bobber in there and see just exactly <laughs> what I can pull out of there. But it's a neat, neat farm, and we're going to be giving it away in December. We'll we'll pull that 
that lucky person and then it'll be announced i think sometime after christmas or i know the uh, archery trade association wants to fly in whoever wins it and make the announcement there at the ata show in january so we're excited we've also got monthly prizes rtp is one of them that was a kind business partner that uh has offered up a one of their uh one of their implements as one of the prizes uh scent crusher has done it uh analogics has done it numerous partners have all chipped in and made a monthly giveaway to go along with the grand prize there that we'll be giving away at the end of the year you bet hey that was terry drury and get this coming up next is david morris that's right he's the co-host tecamonte whitetail nation that sundays two 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. And again, make sure you pick up previous seasons and episodes of Bo Mattis and Drury's 13 with my Outdoor TV app, plus with DeerCast. Mr. Terry, man, you were so awesome. God bless you. You're a legend. Thanks for coming on, buddy. God bless you guys. I appreciate it. And uh, if you do me a big favor, just tell Mr. Morris I said hello. He's a great individual, good for our sport. It's really pretty simple. You log on to JimandTrav.com. And you're instantly transported to our online outdoor universe. With show archives, Jim's blog, Trav's take, buy or bust, the amazing Mrs. Bunny, and tons of expert advice from our ever-expanding talent pool of industry professionals. JimandTrav.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things outdoors. Stay right there. The revolution will be right back. Ten strangers. One objective, one mission, one goal. That is to cross that line together. 750 miles. It's a race against time. One error could end this whole trip for all of us. $500,000 cash prize. It's a recipe for disaster. Even if I die, you guys drag my body across the finish line. This has got dangerous written all over it. The Brigade. All new series Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. Piggy Holsters is an American company that specializes in developing and producing concealment holsters and other everyday carry products. All of our products are made right here in the USA and come with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Our holsters are designed for inside the waistband or pocket carry. There are no bulky, uncomfortable clips, hooks, or straps. They use our proprietary sticky material to securely hold in place. Carry confidently in comfort. Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Habitat for Hunters. Kudos to you for rocking it. Now launching into a two-parter with David Morris, co-host of Tecamati Whitetail Nation, Sundays 2 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaOutdoors.com. Here's part one. Hey, we are back. We're talking Habitat for Hunters on this week's show. Before the break, we had old Terry Drury on. And, of course, he gave us some great tips on actually setting up food plots. Yeah, old man winter! He was spotted in springtime. Uh, right now, being joined by Mr. David Morris, the man himself. Uh, he's the co-host, Tech Mate Whitetail Nation. That is Sunday's Jimbo, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Where? On Outdoor Channel. Plus, you can pick up previous episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. All right, Mr. David, it's been a while since you've been on the show. Welcome back. We missed you. We missed you tremendously, Jimbo. He cried. I missed you so bad. Uh, But this is a question we receive a lot, and I know you get probably on a daily basis, but regarding small parcels of land, tracts of land, can they be managed beneficially for wildlife in hunting, or do we always have to go big? Well, there are two topics kind of buried in that same question. One is small tracts that you're managing, and two is what size food plots are best and I, I get those questions all the time and there's no fixed answer but 
one, you can manage small tracts as long as 10, 20, 30 acres very effectively to improve your hunting success. Now, and part two of that is if a food plot is too small, the deer will tell you it's too small by eating it to the ground. Mm. And so it's somewhat self-regulating. If you plant a food plot, let's say you plant an acre food plot, and that ate it to the ground, and in some cases it can't even get established, you don't have enough acreage to serve the deer that want to use that food plot. So when, when we're managing uh, large or small tracks, and they, the question of how many acres of food plots do I need, the answer is really quite simple. The deer will tell you that. We can make a best guess. It's really a question of how many deer you're feeding. We know that a food, an acre of food plot will feed somewhere between three and five deer, depending on the location, the time of year, whether it's a warm season or cool season, and what are you planning? And then you, you make your best guess at what size food plot you need, but then the deer will tell you whether you're right or not. If mm. that deer, if that food plot looks like a golf course, particularly a green on a golf course, <laughs> you do not have enough acreage to serve those deer, at least from a nutritional standpoint. From an attraction standpoint, you may be attracting deer to that food plot, even though they have eaten it to the ground, because they're in there just picking and nibbling more recreational feeding or candy feeding that are actually being uh, benefited by the nutrition in it. If you want to feed deer, if you want to plant enough food plots that impacts their health, their condition, their antler size, then you have to have a standing crop. You have to have enough acres of food plots that you can actually grow volume of plant material we call that a standing crop. If it's cut to the ground, you don't have it. If it's eight inches tall, depending on what it is, like clover or something, then you've got enough to actually feed them. A deer can get all he wants with that because he has enough standing crop to have an option. So acreage really depends on how many deer you're feeding. At least the, the size and the number of food plots that you have depends entirely on how many deer you're feeding. And I can tell you, on small tracks, you're always feeding a lot more deer than live on that property because the draw area of a food plot <clears throat> is at least a quarter to a half a mile. Oh, wow. Some parts of the country is further than that. So if you've got 30 acres and you think you're just feeding the 8 or 10 or 6 or 8 or whatever deer you have on that 30, you're mistaken. A good food plot would draw deer from as far away quite easily as a half a mile. So you may be feeding 30, 40 deer. And therefore, that food plot is eaten to the ground. Holy cow. Mr. David Morris, the co-host, Tecamonte Whitetail Nation, Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Plus, you can pick up previous episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. Really interesting. I was uh, reading this interview you did, but you posed a question back to someone, and you said you have to think about how much the improvements are going to cost you on that chunk of ground. Because if you bought something and you want to implement some food plots and it is a yeah. heavy wooded, uh, wooded area and you have to start cutting down trees, ripping out stumps, you could easily double the cost of the investment of the property. And then you got to figure access points, roadways. Right. There is a lot we right. have to think about. And just because well, we have a small piece doesn't mean it's going to be cheap to do. Well, there are a lot of people come to us that are thinking about buying a piece 
piece of land. And one of the questions they'll ask is, how big a piece of property do I need? And our question is, well, what can you afford to spend? Because if they want to spend a million dollars as opposed to a hundred thousand, they can afford a bigger track. But the money that it costs to buy the land is the beginning of the expense, not the end of the expense. Yeah. And if you buy a piece of land, let's just say you buy 200 acres that's all timber, and your goal is to maximize the recreational return on that property, and you're in a place where you can plant food plots, basically in the eastern third of the United States, places where you get rainfall and you have good soils, then the question then becomes, what is the cost of me getting from where I am to where I want to be? And if you're not careful, the cost of getting there can be almost as much as the land. Because clearing mature timber, particularly hardwood, is very expensive. And so when I'm buying a small track, or I'm recommending that someone wants to buy, uh, uh, I'm, I'm making a, uh, a recommendation to somebody who's interested in buying a small track, and I know they want to put a fairly high percentage of food plots on it, I tell them to look for a track that already has existing openings, old fields, pastures, cropland, so that you don't have to undergo the expense of clearing. And, and that includes pulling those stumps out. That's very expensive, when, especially on hardwoods. Any mature tree is expensive. So going to a, a piece of timberland and clearing it to what I call ag-ready, planting-ready, in, in most places, particularly in the southeast where I do a lot of stuff, we're looking at $5,000 an acre to clear it. Holy cow. And, and, yeah, and get it ag ready. Now, some Texas in the brush country is a lot cheaper than that. So that has to be considered. And the other factor that you have to consider, guys, is also the road system. If you buy a piece of raw timberland and you have to go in and put a road system in, maybe bring power and water if you want to build a cabin, all those factors can come into play. So I like to buy old farms, old abandoned farms or properties that already maybe have a little house that you can, you already got a well, you got a septic system, you got a road network to it. I'll look for those things before I go out and spend. All hundred acre properties are not the same, not at all at least from the standpoint of what the finished product is going to cost you. You bet. Hey, David, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around for a second part? This is good stuff. You bet. All right. Hey, we're talking with David Morris. He's a co-host of Tecamonte Whitetail Nation. That's right. Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Plus, you can pick up previous episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. But this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, YamahaOutdoors.com. Mr. David, before we get to a break, man, to learn more about you, Tecamonte Whitetail Nation, everything you have going on, where can we find you online, buddy? You can find us on uh, Tecamonte.com or TecamonteProperties.com is where our our property uh, business resides. You bet. Hey, more of David Morris right after this. That's right. Don't go anywhere. We'll continue with the big buck boss, David Morris, co-host of Tecamati Whitetail Nation, Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel, when we return. Conservation. Hey, hey, we plant food plots. Soybeans. Clover. Create water sources. You hear us, punk? Forbes. We're land managers. OG wildlife stewards, baby. We love big bucks. Hey, everybody. This is Terry Drury with Drury Outdoors. I would love for everyone to listen to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. 
the revolution with Jim and Trav will return after these important messages. In the meantime, you could watch YouTube videos of Travis eating hot dogs or check out JimandTrav.com for some outdoor awesomeness. Wherever you go this summer, take my outdoor TV with you. Right now, save $20 on an annual subscription, but this offer won't last forever. Use promo code SUMMER19. My Outdoor TV. As people who love the outdoors, we know what we stand for. We stand for fish, wildlife, and conserving places they call home. We stand for the traditions we inherited and that we must pass on. We stand for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. At Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we stand together for you. High Mountain Seasonings has all your spring and summer grilling needs. Specifically designed for game and fish, try our 16 different shaker seasonings. And look for our new rub line in the large bottles. Don't forget to try our new finishing sauces. Find us on the web at www.himtnjerky.com or look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trev as we chat Habitat for Hunters. Now, let's rejoin David Morris, co-host of Tecamati Whitetail Nation, Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking Habitat for Hunters. And, of course, we're going to do a second part with old David Morris. He is co-host of Tecamani Boytel Nation. Yeah, Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. And like I mentioned before, you can pick up previous uh, episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. Now, going back, Mr. David, to small tracts of land, you know, whether you own 100 acres or 1,000 acres, they have to be managed differently but also with a small track of land, especially if it is going to be a hunting property, you have to be cognizant of the pressure you put on it. The intrusion. And that is not only the hunting pressure, but also the work and everything else. So if we have if we have 50 acres, even though we're doing habitat improvement projects, we really need to be aware of how much time and use we have on that land, right? Well, you, you, Lynn, you're so right, because the smaller the track, the greater intrusion you have every time you go on that property, to the point that on some small tracks, people are so, utilize it so much, have so much activity on it, that virtually no deer hold on that property. So you may attract some early in the morning, late in the afternoon, but those deer won't hold there. If you want deer to hold on a small track, you have to regulate activity. That includes getting in and out of stands and where the roads are and how much activity you allow on those roads. And so if you want to shoot deer consistently on small tracks, you have to think about the how much you're interfering with their daily lives. They're like, they pattern people. When I, and I, I hate to even say that because a lot of times that term is overused. But a deer will tolerate one or maybe even two uh, times being jumped or pushed out. If it's not a pattern, once it becomes a pattern, those deer move. They, they will avoid that area with the expectation that that interference is going to continue. So when you're hunting a small track and hunting season is coming, you need to start backing off. You need to start managing your, your activity so that you're not pushing those deer out. You're not creating a pattern 
that moves those deer off your property and you can't hunt them. And that also includes going to a stand. You need to be able to get in and out of that stand without spooking the deer to the greatest degree you possibly can. That's not always possible, but you need to factor that in. And that is especially the case hunting a food plot. If you run deer off an open food plot two or three times, you are going to greatly reduce the chances of shooting mature buck on that spot. So people think, well, I'm going to go in at 3 o'clock, and I'm not going to run any deer out then, and I'll leave after dark, so it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter because if there are deer in that food plot when you get down, you've interfered with them just as much as you would have if they were there when you went in at 3 o'clock. So get in and out of a food plot blind without boogering up your food plot, without pushing the deer off. And watch your traffic. Watch your, your movement. Where do you come in? Are you running them out of a bedding area going to a plot? You have to think about that. You have to manage human activity on small tracks to a far greater degree than you do on large tracks. Yeah. We know that, uh, that uh, deer like to travel along borders. Would you suggest on smaller food plots to create borders or create funnels to get them to from point A to point B, either hedge trimming or uh, as a, uh, a barrier so they cannot be seen? Is that something yeah, that you any, put in your anything, plan? Anything you can do to create an avenue, a corridor, or a covered approach to your hunting area or your food plot is certainly a benefit. But in a lot of cases, what you want to do is when you're laying your hunting strategy out, which would include your roads, be sure that you don't put a road along those areas. Protect those areas so that deer can move without being disturbed. Uh, I like to have, now this is on larger tracks, I actually like to design my, my hunting areas where you're hunting more or less the perimeters and you're protecting a core area. There was a place I think about when I say that in Georgia, it was 320 acres. And we, we had a daisy chain of food plots in the middle of that 320. It had, had about five or six five acre food plots that were connected in a, in a circle in the, more or less in the middle of that plot. Once hunting season came in, nobody rode those roads. We stayed on the perimeter trying to keep the deer in. I didn't want them to slip over on the neighbor land. So I put the pressure on the perimeter and protected that core area. And you could get in and out of those stands. You never are completely uh, obscure to the deer, but you could get in and out without spooking them off those food plots and without walking through the middle of their bedding area. And that was the way it was laid out. We had walking paths in. You climb up. They never know you're there. You get your stand. You climb down, and you back out of there. And that place was phenomenal. I'm telling you, it went from having very few deer on that property to five years later being uh, absolutely loaded with deer and turkeys because of the way we set the food plots up and we manage the pressure on the place. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with David Morris. Of course, he's co-host of Tecamani White Hill Nation, Sundays at 3 o'clock on Outdoor Channel. That's right. This has been brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them online at cabelas.com and basspro.com. Now, again, Mr. David, so sad. Great information. We do have to get going. Where can we learn more about you, Tecamonte White Tail Nation? Uh, everything that you guys got going on, where can we find you online, buddy? Well, you can find us online on com and techamani.com. Either one, 
And also go to our Facebook, The Thoughts of Tecamani. We've got a lot of information on that as well. You bet. Hey, coming up next is Carly Julian. She's a contestant on The Brigade, premiering on Outdoor Channel April 22nd at 8 o'clock. That's right. She might win half a million bucks. you got to stay tuned to find out what happens again, though. Make sure you watch Mr. David, uh, co-host Tecamonte Whitetail Nation, Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Plus, you can pick up previous uh, episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. Mr. David, you were so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. My great pleasure. Good talk to you guys. Talk to you next time. Join the adventure as Carly Julian, a contestant on The Brigade, premiering on Outdoor Channel April 22nd, talks with Jim and Trav about her epic adventure next. Hey, I'm Carly Julian, and you're listening to Jim and Trav. Uh, I'm a contestant on The Brigade, and I hope you tune in and watch on April 22nd on the Outdoor Channel. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Remember, you can follow the craziness on all social media platforms. And if you have suggestions or feedback, hit up JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The, the Revolution will be right back. Looking for your next off-road adventure? The all-new Yamaha Wolverine X2 side-by-side is ready when you are. Offering unmatched off-road capability with ultimate comfort, the Yamaha Wolverine X2 is packed with features to help you turn your dreams of adventure into reality. With Yamaha-proven off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Visit YamahaOutdoors.com to learn more about the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X2 and realize your adventure. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back. Now, here's Carly Julian, a contestant on The Brigade, premiering April 22nd, 8 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here are the boys. Hey, you're listening to Revolution with Jim and Trav. We're talking Habitat for Hunters on this week's show. Before the break, we had a two-part interview with old David Morris, co-host of Tecamani Whitetail Nation. We went to the big D don't mean Dallas. That was David Morris, and I can't believe what he had to tell us. I thought that was Mark Chestnut. Hey, oh my, you actually remember that. All right, so yes, I was going back a while. Right now, we're being joined by Miss Carly Julian. She's a contestant on The Brigade. It's going to premiere on Outdoor Channel April 22nd, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You have to tune into it. She's a remote outpost nurse. That means she's crazy, but this is a 750-mile adventure that had to be completed in 28 days. With That's 10, crazier. Yeah, with 10 complete strangers. It sounds like a nightmare. It sounds um, like Saturday night. Yeah, but there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow at the end of this adventure for the brigade. $500,000 if they completed. Who knows? We'll have to tune in to find out. I'm excited about this, Carly. Yeah, I'm just as excited as you are, actually. 
Um, and I was there the whole time. <laughs> but it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be an amazing show, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, now in the elimination process of you being selected to go on this 10-man brigade team, uh, that 750 miles, uh, how grueling was it? Uh, did you have to do any physical things in order to prove that you're Yeah, like what led able? up to that? Because obviously they couldn't have somebody out there that's going to keel over on the second day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would, yeah, that might be a great cliffhanger for episode two. Uh, <laughs> well, but mean, what was the process? Allowed, yeah, that would have allowed me to show off my nursing skills. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it was quite the process. It was a few months of interviews. Um, I, we had to send in videos of ourselves. You know, I'm sure mine was just absolutely ridiculous. But um, and then we had to be had to have a physical done by a physician to make sure that you know the keeling over part uh, wouldn't happen. Other than, you know, maybe something out in the bush, obviously. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was just lots of interviews. We were interviewed by psychologists as well, which was really interesting. Um, you know, it was kind of like right on the brink of like good crazy or bad crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think it was great. All right, Ms. Carly Julian, the contestant on The Brigade, premiering on Outdoor Channel April 22nd, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You have to watch it. I want to find out what happens. I do, too. I'm thinking someone's arm fell off. She had to <laughs> stitch it on. Uh, it's going to be amazing. They actually had to use the $500,000. They to, had to drag Leroy. Yeah, to lifelight people. Old, uh, he's a large-bodied <laughs> yeah. man. Um, now, this is so cool. If we want to learn more about you, Miss Carly, and The Brigade, is there a place we can go to online to do that social media websites i know you sing yeah outdoor channel is there any place like that um yeah so the outdoor channel if you um search the brigade tv.com there's some pictures there's bios of each contestant um there's some trailers which are incredible um i've watched them many times and then there's also um, the Brigade TV on Instagram as well. That's right. Make sure you watch the Brigade again, premiering on Outdoor Channel April 22nd, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and my Outdoor TV. Miss Carly, we can't wait to see this. I hope you guys walked away as big winners of $500,000 and that no one died. <laughs> it was great having you on. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Here we go. On the air from coast to coast and around the world. We're so grateful to partner with Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle at StickyHolsters.com. Plus, Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of The Revolution with Jim and Trev. View their entire line of apparel at CinchJeans.com and High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them at HIMTNJerky.com. Don't move. The Revolution will continue after these short messages. I'm really excited about this. Michalik has done it again. The first family of shooting sports is back and all fired up. <laughs> From custom firearm creations. We have string, oil, chapstick. Put all these accessories on. To backcountry competitions. <laughs> is this safe? They're proving their skills go beyond the barrel. You ready for what's next? You mean a nap? Shootout Lane. Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Only on Outdoor Channel. That was amazing. I need more. Wherever you go this summer, take My Outdoor TV with you. Right now, save 20% on an annual subscription. But this offer won't last forever. Use promo code SUMMER20. My Outdoor TV. It's the Lucas Oil Challenge Cup. All right, let the games begin. 30 anglers compete. No information, no practice. You put the boat in the water and you go figure them out that day. Only one is named Challenge Cup Champion. Just highest to highest and lowest to lows. <laughs> General Tires Major League Fishing. 
Saturday at 2 p.m. After the action, go inside the game with Major League Fishing's All Angles, presented by Gene LaRue, only on Outdoor Channel. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak! I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. But, I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the has finally come to an end. That's all? This is unacceptable. I'm afraid the revolution with Jim and Trav comes to a close this week. Goodbye! But don't forget to drop us some feedback and stay in touch with the show at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show. We talked about Habitat for Hunters. Of course, we had Terry Drury. How about David Morris and old Carly Julian? That's right. I hope she wins the 500000 Oh, yeah. Only she wins it. No one else. No nope. one <laughs> uh, Make sure you watch The Brigade again, premiering on Outdoor Channel April 22nd, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Mrs. Bunny, you weren't here very long, but we enjoyed you. It was fun, boys. Yeah. Hey, we want to thank our 515 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, and all the gang here at at the revolution. That's right. All right, get outdoors this weekend, folks. Take some kiddos with you. I know we say it every single week and it gets old, but hammer home firearm safety, hearing protection, eye protection. Do a little turkey hunting, just some plinking in the, the backyard, maybe some fishing, but get outdoors this weekend. Mrs. Bunny, last word. Head to jimandtrav.com and leave us your feedback. Listen to all the interviews from the show, the show in its entirety. Check out a whole bunch of different articles. Uh, go there now. And you can shed hunt this time of year. I mean, in some places, we've got uh, undergrowth coming on, but you can still see in some of the western states. Yeah, oh, that's, orange. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Go shed hunting is what Jim was trying to say. All right, thank you so much for listening, boys and girls. Again, go to jimatrav.com. We love you so much. Stay safe. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Peace out, America. You're so awesome. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.